following program is intended for mature audiences. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Let's talk football. Let's talk football. One constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. Been a lot of complaints already. Bad language, smoking grass. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Not to contradict Terrence Band, but baseball is anything but constant Ugh. these days. And said at the Field of Dreams in Dyersville, which it's not going to be a game this year. They're holding it over till next year. The Sox were supposed to play the Cardinals. They're supposed to play the Yankees first, and now they're just not going to have a game. That was going to be a bucket list thing next time we go to the in-laws, swing down to Dyersville, and then go back up through Iowa to southern Minnesota. We're not going to do that now. No. Well, hopefully you'll have some it, time it, down the road. It'll, but. Be, it'll be sometime. Who the hell knows when? But. 2025. <sighs> this is the Intentional Foul. We are back for a second straight week with our thoughts and ruminations. Dan over there, Josh over here. We are in Studio B. This has basically become the main studio. I'm glad I'm not on the phone anymore. Uh, neither of us are wearing masks. No, just FYI. No, in case one of us gets we, sick. Well, I mean, we've been around each other enough the last couple of months, and this long sleeve off. I mean, we just we cool. spent what four or five yeah. hours in a golf cart the other day. Yeah, so I, I mean, I, we're, I, think, I think we're fine. Whatever. Which, just by try, the way, just try not to spit in my mouth, no. and we'll be good. <laughs> what? Uh, thanks to the uh, Craig football team for putting on a a pretty good outing. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did we check the final scoreboard? You hung around. Did you see whereabouts we, uh, we finished? I think we were three or four shots back okay. of the winner. So that's, not not too bad. That's pretty respectable. Yeah. Both Craig and Parker uh, football programs put on golf outings. Both were successful. Um, I don't know. I I've, I've been get getting the itch to golf. I know you've had your your struggles that have yeah. been that have been documented. Um, but I'm getting the itch to golf, and I, I finally told my wife last night, I think I might be done with softball. Golf golf will hook you, man, Once, especially when you start to play a little, when you see some improvement in your own game and, I have, and a little bit of consistency. To a degree. You're kind of like, oh, okay, well, I'm consistently shooting 90. Maybe I can get to 85. And then you might hit 85 once, and then you'll start feeling good, and then you'll start shooting about 98 again. <laughs> Because that's what always happens, right? When it's you, yeah. you, you think you got you think you got something figured out in golf, and it just turns around and punches you right in the balls. Well, it's and I'm trying, like I'm playing with a lot of guys that either are new or right around my talent level, and and we're trying to just figure out what drives you so mad about golf when you don't play consistently and you're not in the low mid to low 80s or even upper 70s or something like that, and it's like you can have. Two of your three phases of the game working, and then the other phase will completely wreck your round. Like, I hit fairways today with my driver. You've golfed enough with me to know that that's unheard of. I don't wind up in the fairway off the tee box. I just don't. Right. My putting was excellent. I made a great, probably 12-foot birdie putt that that, that curled. Putting was good. My approach for my irons? Garbage. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's like you have two out of the three phases working, but they always rotate For sure. on which one will kill you because you can't make that up. That's why we don't make any money at this shit. Man. But I, golf is like, I mean, you can say this about any sport, but I think it really, really applies to golf. You can't be good at at golf unless you play it all the time. I know. It's really, really hard. I mean, I play once a week. 
I don't I don't swing a club all winter. I don't go to the driving range. So like I'm not gonna really improve. And right. I'm gonna have these dips that I have throughout you know, I start out well, then I go through a a month lull in the middle of the summer where I suck and then in the fall all of a sudden <laughs> I'm playing good again and I'm like, geez, I can't wait till next year. And then you have to do it all over. Then I have over. to do it all over and again. And then it's time to But it's like I could walk out in my driveway right now and make seven out of ten free throws and I haven't shot a basketball in over five years. That's pretty good. I couldn't go out and, and not play golf for six months and expect to be able to hit a driver. Right. Just not going to happen. So you you got to spend some time on it. It's pricey. That's the other thing, too. You know? So like, you, I'm I'm looking at getting, I've told you. Do yourself you. a favor and do what I do. I got a Twilight Pass. Yeah. And it, you know, anytime after two, you can go. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're not, you're a member, but you don't have to pay the full, you know, at, at Riverside, I think it's like a thousand bucks or something like that for a full membership. So, you know, 500 or 450 or whatever the yeah, Twilight no, is, the is Twilight, a lot easier to, they're to, to swallow. And, I mean, sure. and with a schedule like yours, where you're you're not working at that time of day, you could go all the time. Well, not only that, but you get done with all the blue hairs that, that get out in the morning. I mean, we, me and me and Grizz over at the station tried to golf at 10 a.m. this morning, and everywhere was packed. Granted, the weather was mm-hmm. has been picture perfect for mm-hmm. golf. Begsy played Trapper's turn today in the in, in the Dells, and I'm I'm waiting on a text nice. to see how awesome it was because he said he got the hookup, and I was like, okay. Um, but like everywhere we went, all the old folks they get done eating breakfast at you know four o'clock and they want to get out as soon as the sun's up, and they are in no hurry to go no. anywhere. And they're walking. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's one of those things where maybe if I get to lunchtime, everybody will clear out if I get to that twilight. Um, and I really want to put the. I don't know whether you've been on one. I know you've taken your trips and and done a couple of area courses. I really want to do a golf weekend. That'd be fun. Grab some dudes and like go up to the Dells and you know stay in stay in one of those places. Take a, take a day off on Friday. Go eighteen when you're there. Two rounds on Saturday. Golf in the morning on Sunday, and then go home. What I mean, I've always kind of wanted to do along those lines is like in the spring here. You know, in in March and, and April when it's pretty shitty weather. You know, it's still. 40s and kind of sloppy and wet yeah you know you go down by southern illinois and towards st louis weather's a lot nicer courses are in a lot better shape so i've always kind of wanted to go down there in the spring that'd be cool you know and and make a make a little event out of that but yeah going to the dells i've golfed a couple courses up there some bachelor parties and stuff and it's it's a good good time is a good golf yeah 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 all right okay let's uh let's dispense with that and uh get into the clown show that is Major League Baseball because you've got two teams that are have basically threatened a record for everybody, and I love Jeter's response today is that the players basically got lax. And that's that's what you heard from the Phillies um, when they played the Marlins and basically like they looked at them like nobody's wearing masks, nobody's doing distancing, and the Phillies are like, they're going to mess this up, man. And what happens? Half their team tests positive with players and coaches, and then you've got the Cardinals with, I think Sam Decker was the one who basically said he saw some guys at Whistling Straits. Yes, yes, there were some guys that went to that. And yeah. then there was some stuff about... I don't really have a huge problem with, with that. golf. No, <clears throat> the casino I have an issue with. Yes, yes, because you're going to be around a lot more people. I right. Mean, you know, like we just talked about, you and I have been golfing many times, so I'm not going to rag on that. There was another picture I saw <clears throat> online of uh, Miles Mikolas and one of the other Cardinals renting pontoons somewhere. I'm assuming this is when they were in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. They were renting pontoons. Okay, well, that's a little more 
community. Especially if you pack the boat. You know, yeah. right. I mean, that's a little different than golfing. So, yeah, these guys got to be more responsible. And, you know, Jeter came out and, and said that the Marlin players were upset with some of the things that had been alleged that they were doing, like going to strip clubs and things like that. He said that that wasn't true, and maybe it's not. But, you know. The end when result's you, still the same. And, and when you couple it with what we've seen a couple guys in the NBA do, some foolish stuff, and then you see all these positive tests in baseball, when you're not seeing them in the NBA. Or NHL. Or NHL. So this is one of those things where it's partly the setup. Because if you're going to have these guys travel, this shit's going to happen. Right. You, you're getting in. You're getting on planes. You're in airports. That shit's going to happen. You can't control what happens in no. another city in another hotel. Exactly. So if you're going to ask them to travel, you got to be prepared to do this. But um, the players also have to understand, like, I know it sucks to sit in your hotel room when you're in a nice city. But you know what? Shit happens. And I said this the other morning, and I and I firmly believe it. Oh, which reminds me, i got to come up with a commentary for tomorrow. Um, mm. I firmly believe it. Like, you had the eye, and you and I talked about this, you had the opportunity on the table to do a bubble environment in Arizona and use all those parks and stay in one place. Didn't want to do it. Okay, season has been shortened. It's not six months. It's like 12 weeks for the regular season. Two and a half months, something like that. So your season has been cut down. So you're not out on the road as much. And you still can't sit on your ass for that long and bite the bullet just so you can keep playing and everybody gets paid. Yeah, I mean, at 30, you're playing 30 road games, that's 10 series. So, I mean, I don't really think... It's basically a month. Yeah. That's a month's worth of time. Yeah. That's really not that long to it's just suck it up. that big a sacrifice. It's not. It's really not. I mean, I'm getting a little tired, and I've been guilty of it too, and I'm getting a little tired of all the finger-pointing, and, oh, mm-hmm. it's, it's Manfred's an idiot, and the players are selfish, and it's like... This is just a. They did not do a good job, both sides leading up to this. We talked about this for months this spring. It's because they were negotiating up until yeah. the last possible second, so they yeah. could report in time. And, and you know the bubble thing in Arizona. It, well, they didn't want to do that because it was too hot. They didn't want you know. And then I said something about going to Florida, and I got told, well, they couldn't have gone to Florida because of all the outbreak there. Well, the NBA is doing okay. They're in Florida, um, so there's a lot. Then a lot of excuses. Trying to butt cover, um, I I just wish that these guys would suck it up and just say we didn't do a good job. We're we're working on it. We're working on it. This is a process. We didn't do as good a job as the NBA, but we're we also hadn't started the league. We can't cut out eight teams like basketball did. There's a lot more people involved in baseball than basketball, so it's going to be a little bit more risky than the NBA, but. We know that we're working on it, uh, but you can't be shutting. You know, you. This is like the third or fourth series now with with the Brewer Cardinal one this past weekend that they've just shut the whole series down. The Cardinals and Tigers were shut down. And, They're going to try to play on Friday against. The you know, Cubs. they're talking about playing seven inning double headers yep. and all this stuff, and it's like, okay, well, I guess you got to do what you got to do. If you need but, to make up the games, how else do you how else do you do it? I don't know. Um, it just really kind of puts a damper on the whole thing for. The Mardinals and the Mardinal, the Mardinals. That's yeah. basically what I call them. For those two teams, have these two outbreaks? I guess if you want to call them that, has that served as a warning to other teams to basically stay away from Molina? Yes. <laughs> 
to basically say, well, wow, okay, well, this is what happens if if we do that, like those idiots, does this maybe open some eyes and say, okay, maybe we better take this more seriously, or do you think we'll still get another one or two of these before we're all said and done? Well, I, I think we'll probably get another one or two. Because we're not even through a third of the season yet. You know, it, the Marlins having this issue was not surprising at all, and I'm not saying it to rip their franchise as much as, like, they're a roster full of kids. The Cardinals is surprising. Because that's a pretty buttoned-up organization, and they've got a lot of grown-ups like Molina, Carpenter, you know, some of these guys that have been in St. Louis for a decade or more. You know, if they're out doing that kind of stuff, that's surprising. And, like, I don't worry about this happening with the Brewers because they don't seem to have those kind of guys, and they're a little more veteran and seasoned. Um, but some of the younger teams especially teams that know maybe they're not that good. Like if the Pirates got it, I wouldn't be shocked because they're bad. Mm -hmm. They don't really have anything to play for. Maybe they got they got some young guys that are 21, 22, and it's like, you know, I was listening to Bill Simmons' podcast the other day, and they were talking about it, and he's like, he said uh, he was on with Rosillo, and he's like, how long do you think 24-year-old us would have just not gone out? And he's like, 10 days, two weeks? Like when you're in your twenties and you go you're out invincible. Friday and Saturday yeah. every weekend and you're single. It ain't gonna and, happen to me. Right. It's just, you know, that's the mentality when you're young and I, I, I get that, but you know, you're you got a lot of people counting on your playing you're you got a lot of money involved. Mm -hmm. You got livelihoods involved. Um I was just very surprised that of all the teams to have this happen to them that it was the Cardinals. I'm sure they're I'm sure they're a little embarrassed by it. I hope. I'm sure they are. I hope they are. Yeah. Um, and that kind of put Lorenzo Cain over the hump when you heard from some coaches and some players that he had apparently been thinking about opting out for a while, and then this this happened, and their series was canceled, and he just said, all right, I'm going to go home to my family where I can you know, be with them and get out of the public and just hunker down and ride this out. And the reaction from teammates and, and the administration – has been kind of what I thought it was. And it really has pretty much for every organization, including the NFL, with, with players have opting out. It's like nobody blames anybody no. for, for this at all. No, I mean, I, mean, it sucks. I, don't, I, don't, I don't blame you. I'm a little surprised by it. Um, but I also saw Braun said something similar to this. Um, I think it was after the pits. I think it was when the Marlin thing came out. They asked Braun about it. And he kind of said, like, yeah, I don't have a great feeling about this. So there is some trepidation, certainly, with all of these guys. You know, and Kane, he's in his mid-30s. Um, I don't know his family health history. I know he's got little kids. Braun, I know, has very little kids. I think they just had a baby, um, which he probably, you know, is missing out on some sure. time. I, so, I, you know, I get it. Um, but if you had a baby and you were independent race in August, you wouldn't be going home. Right. That I know. Um I don't know. It's. I guess you can't blame anybody. One thing is kind of weird with, with the Brewer games that I've watched. They really show Yelich a lot during the games. He, he never wears a mask. I don't care. Even if he gets well, he, I don't. I don't. I'm not saying he should. He, he can do really whatever the hell he wants. He's really gotten on pace, but when he's but, in the dugout, oh no, no. Like yesterday when they did the um, lineups on opening day, 
I think he was the only one without a mask on. Really? Yeah. Everybody else had something on. I mean, I don't care. It's we'll do whatever you want to do. Um, That'd be something that I wish the beat writers would ask, and not from a judgment standpoint. And maybe just, it's just because they constantly show him on the game because he's the face of the franchise, right. and it's just and, like and he's they're just constantly so showing him yeah. in the dugout, standing against the railing. But it's like you know he's on the railing and he's talking to you know Brock Holt, and Brock Holt's got the bandana up. Yelich doesn't. Now, if one of them has it, that's cool. But I don't care what he does. I just thought it was kind of interesting. That, that and is interesting. It was noticeable to me. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. All right. I don't think he's looking to go home anytime soon, though. I think he. I wants think he'd to like to get a couple hitting. of hits. Absolutely. You know um, who I was informed today is like uh, third in the National League in homers. Gamble. No. Okay. Uh, Trent Grisham. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and when I was asked the question, I'm like, "Well, third. I go. What do they have? Two. <laughs> Right. I guess he's got like four. And you've got you're, you're tied with fifteen other guys. Exactly, exactly. For but I'm like, okay, place. well, you know, I mean, he's he's a solid player. Yeah. It's not shocking. No, um, if he hits thirty five in sixty games. Well, that's well, shocking. That, that but, is shocking. What happened to Braun's finger? I don't know. How I, did he get an I, infection? I I saw a description of somebody on Twitter where they had to like bust it open mm-hmm. and dr- have it drain or mm-hmm. do something. I'm like, there was what? like some people were talking that he almost lost his finger. And I'm like, what? How? How? Is this like the Jose Quintana washing dishes and he? I don't know. Cut his cut a nerve on a knife or something. I thought like it that? was maybe like, I'm not sure. I want to play through this itis, where maybe he saw Kane opt out and kind of was like, okay, I need a couple days to think about this. But but then when I read all of these descriptions, obviously that's not the case. So you're the guy in platoon that stabs yourself in the thigh so you can just get out of there? I'm not. <laughs> no. I'm saying maybe. I mean him. I, well, he's, a little self-sabotage? They, they've created excuses for him to bow out of spring training for the last three or four years. So to give him a couple of days off, I, I don't know, but that's kind of a weird one to come up with. You might just say like, you know, bone bruise or something. Who was, the, who was, who was leading off last night? Was it Ryan Healy? In, in are we are spot? we to that already? I uh, no. I'm just. Saying, do you even have it on here? No. It's it's just as Braun with the inf- that's the infected finger. But I'm just trying to yeah. trying to get together the lineup that so, I saw last night. I'm like, what? I had a I had an interesting chat with my dad this morning about the Brewer game okay. last night, and he just simply said to me, "These guys are not my Brewers." And it's hard to argue with him at this point. And I know things are weird right now, but like this roster is so random, and, you know, the, Ryan Healy leads off last night, <laughs> hasn't played all year, just got called up. Swung at the first swung pitch. Swung at the first pitch and pops it into foul territory, and it's caught in the dugout, That's basically. Right. And I'm like, what the hell is this guy batting first for? You got Gamble, who's on fire, batting ninth, so we have our second leadoff. We don't have a first fucking leadoff. Can we work on that before we worry about the second leadoff? Right. Maybe put your hottest player first. I don't know. Crazy idea that you want the hottest but guy to get the most at bat. This is what we talk about in all sports nowadays. It's people that are outthinking themselves. They're out strategizing. They're trying to come up with some new way to get some sort of advantage. Here's when what in you, reality, you just got to stick to the basics. Here's what you do in baseball that's worked for over 120 years. You put your uh, best contact speed and on-base guy leadoff. That's it. You put another contact guy second. You put your best hitter in the lineup Most third. Consistent, and you put right. your power, power guy, guy fourth, fourth. And you kind of fill in after that. That just doesn't seem to be what the Brewers like to do. 
I mean, I, I don't know what Yelich. The... Sometimes he's second, and sometimes he's third. And I know they're. I think they're trying to figure out where to put him, especially with Braun kind of really not being a factor anymore. Um, I think you should just bat Yelich third and just leave him there. That's kind of and I... that's what they did with Braun forever. Mm-hmm. Just leave him there. Let let Hira be the number two guy, and you know, do your. Morrison, Smoke, Garcia, whoever's got power at the moment, bat and clean up. But and and you want Gamble in, in in the front spot. Well, I mean, it's better than Ryan Healy. I don't disagree. I mean, if you're going to play Sogard and you want to bat him lead off, fine. Because I don't know that there's another option right now with Kane not there. Right. Who's the leadoff guy? I don't know. They don't have one. So you're not going to put Arcia there. He strikes out too much. He swings at terrible pitches. He's unpredictable. Um, Where does Garcia fit? Because he had a couple of hits last night too. Well, I think I mean, that, he's got, I think he's got they, to be in the top four, top five. Yeah, they want him to be a power bat, so he's he's in that four or five mix. But I don't know. It's been a little weird this year. I, you know, last night, a couple questionable decisions I thought by council. I thought the the lineup for one was mm-hmm. questionable. Um, left Corbin Burns in a little too long. I thought Corbin pitched very, very well, but unfortunately, the second time through the lineup, he had to face Abreu. The first time he faced him, they had like an 11 or 12 pitch at bat. He couldn't get him out, and he finally struck him out. Got behind 3-0 on him the second time, and I mean, just throws an absolute meatball letter high down the middle of the plate, and Abreu just hits it off the scoreboard. You probably got to take Corbin out there. You got three innings out of him. You're, this is one of the best hitters in baseball. Do you really want him to face him twice? You've got a rested bullpen. Haters only pitched two innings all all year. And the White Sox got some mashers on that they team. They do. White Sox have got a they got a nice team. Yes, yes, they do. So I thought that was a little questionable. And then Council got you know a little defensive in the post game when asked like if Josh Hader was still on the team. Um, you know, it's kind of like would add, why would you even frame it that? Well, way? no, that wasn't the question. Oh, okay. That's my question. All right, but you know, basically, like, you know, did you think? Do you think you need to get Hater some work? I think was the question, and he bit back. No, we basically no, we know what we're doing. He's fine, um, but like, what are we? Seven games in, he's pitched twice. So, I mean, you got the you got this cannon. You you kind of right. want to fire it once in a while. For you, sure. It, you know, it's the old adage: What good is the all-star closer if you're never winning at the end of the game? Absolutely. So, what? What? How, how much value? But at the is end of the day, team? this team needs to be able to string some hits together. They did it a little last night. They had a couple nice yeah. innings. They had a lead. Yep, they had a lead. But or two. That's what you want. You want you want the bullpen to be able to save it. It's been spotty. Woodruff is going tonight against uh, Giolito. Um, and then Woodruff's a stud, man. Yeah, he pitched well in the Pittsburgh show. I watched the opener that, that he pitched, obviously, and they, they took two out of three from Pittsburgh, which is really in the division who you have to have two out of three well, from. And he did the other night against Pittsburgh what an ace does. He came in, he shut him down for Motor. seven innings. Yes. Nobody got out. And he, I think he had like nine strikeouts again, and he just shut him down. And when your offense is struggling like the Brewers have been early on, you need that guy. You do. And, you know, you, you brought it up to me a couple times of John Smoltz throwing Woodruff's name in consideration for the Cy Young. Mm-hmm. Well, those are the kind of games, um, you know, when your team is struggling and you can throw a guy out like a Scherzer or a Kershaw and you can everybody can kind of take a deep breath and be like, okay, we don't have to score five runs today probably. Right. We can probably win three to two. You, yeah, you get a one or two run yeah. lead and then just turn it over to that guy. That's a big deal. And let him get some outs for sure. So Brewers and Sox tonight, and then they flip 
uh, down to the south side, and then I don't know who they have this weekend. Do you know? Um, Do you know who they play? I don't remember. Uh, okay. I don't well, remember. Well, uh, we're, we're not prepared. No, we're not. I left all my notes at work. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> we're both operating off of our phones. We go to the NBA. The Bucks played today. Let's start with that. Um, yeah, this this was one of those games I told you about a couple weeks ago that was a little bit of a giveaway game for the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, Giannis, Middleton, Bledsoe. Only played about 15 minutes. Brooke Lopez and Wes Matthews did not play. Mm-hmm. So you kind of got the B team for the most part. And yeah, it but showed. According to Ted Davis, they were playing a G League team. They were. But, you know, the Nets were the Nets are playing for seeding. Yeah. So they were they half the game up in the seventh spot. Yeah, they don't want to play the Bucks in the first round. So um, they, they were definitely trying to win. And, I mean, they shot out of their minds. They had 70 points at half. They made like 15 threes in the first half. Um, the, the Bucks have played okay so far. You know, they they beat Boston, Boston. on what Friday night, yeah. mm-hmm. and then they beat or they lost, lost to Houston in a game they should have won on Sunday night. Um, Giannis has been great. You know, he's about 35, 15, and seven roughly. Both those first two games. Middleton really struggled against Boston, played quite well against the Rockets. So did Lopez. Both but, of them had double-doubles. But the turnover number was too many. A, enormous. Yeah, they really missed Bledsoe in the Rocket game. The Rockets, the Rockets are the team, um they're the odd, they're the oddball team in the NBA. They they don't play anybody over about 6-8. 61 three-point yeah, attempts. They shot 63s, and they've got two guys in Harden and Westbrook that are absolute freight trains going downhill with the ball. <laughs> They're very, very difficult guys to guard, and when the Bucks are missing Bledsoe and Connaughton, two of their better defenders and most athletic guys, they really hurt them, and it showed late, and it showed with the turnovers. DiVincenzo, Jesus Christ, he looked like he was a freshman at Villanova. He was terrible. I mean, he was throwing the ball all over. He was taking bad shots. Still should have won the game. But it was interesting. Uh, Budenholzer said after the Rocket game that he kind of put that one on him. And I get why he says that. Because what happened in the that game, because the Rockets don't play any big guys, James Harden was guarding Brooke Lopez. Well, if you ever played basketball before, you, what do you do? You take, the you, you, you take your seven-footer, you walk his big ass down on the block and watch him post up the 6'4 guy and just shoot jump hooks, which is what they did. But by doing that, it fucked their whole offense up. It completely took them out of rhythm. And then late in the game when they had to kind of scramble and try to get back to what they normally do, they started turning it over. So then would that be a strategy on Houston's part to count on the fact that, okay, we're going to make them do something completely different on offense yeah. and, and take them out of their normal rhythm? A little and, bit. And we'll just take a chance that Lopez isn't going to score 50 points? Well, yes. And, and, the, and you know, if you want to dump it down to him and watch him shoot eight-foot jump hooks that he's going to make half of, I mean – He's got to make 10 of them to get to 20 points. Or, you know, if these guys are out bombing threes and everybody's going to the basket and you're aggressive and you get an ones, you can get 20 points much quicker. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it kind of it it just threw the bucks out of the rhythm. It slowed them down. It's it's a nice it's a nice option for them to have, especially in the playoffs when the game slows down, you get some mismatches, dump it into Lopez. That way even too you give Giannis Middleton these guys a little bit of a break offensively. 
Um, but you can't fall in love with it because right. then everybody else it's all of a sudden is standing around watching this, and you kind of get yourself out of rhythm. So they've got um, another afternoon game, which, by the way, how I mean, you were at work today. Did you like listening? You came yeah, home to lunch. I got, I'm sure I got you a, little, a little bit. I didn't. I didn't okay. even get lunch today. I got busy between like okay. right when the game started and about two thirty. Okay. So I was intermittently listening. But how how is how is an occasional day game? Like I heard That's from cool. some people that were really big Bucks fans on Twitter. They couldn't stand it. Well, yeah, it's 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 out of the norm in the NBA because for sure. you can't watch because normal people first shift are working. Right. You you've got to resort to radio. You can't watch. Well, and the fact that it was this game. Right. And I, you know, I didn't need to see this game. That like, so was fine. I, I they, I think they play Miami next at yeah. three thirty, three o'clock, yeah, uh, or three o'clock. What is that? Thursday. Thursday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. That, I'm gonna miss that one because I'm gonna be on the golf course. That'll be right during our tea time. But that's one I would like to watch. Uh, but today I, I didn't mm-hmm. see this one. Uh, Bucks are next uh, against the Mavericks. That is at uh, seven thirty on Saturday. All right, let's go. Back to the NBA overall for the opening weekend. Um, how do you feel that it happened? Were there were there good games? Do you like the multiple courts, multiple games, staggered times, all that stuff? I mean, just I mean, because I didn't watch honestly. Uh, I watched a little bit of the Celtics game. I didn't watch any of the Rockets game, but um, it seems like they've got a you know they've got a pretty good setup. Going on, it's a little awkward. You can tell from the radio side from the Bucks because everybody's watching from monitors, and that's one of those things that's a little bit faster pace, and you're not near the court, so you can't tell the inner workings of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like on a baseball diamond, you're way the hell up there anyway. Did you see the picture Ted Davis put on Twitter? No, uh-uh. yeah, he put one on of where they were broadcasting from uh, one of the first two games. He did it, and it was kind of like a wasn't a room a hell of a lot bigger than this, and they had like a projection screen. Oh, so it was huge. And that, okay. that wasn't like the whole wall, but it was bigger than a TV. Okay. And that's kind of what they were watching on. But, yeah, that can't be. That's a little tough. Yeah, that's a little tough. Mm-hmm. Even the announcers, uh, the Buck announcers, Paschke and Marcus, were struggling a little bit in the Boston game because of the timing. And, you know, you just there's just some things that you can see better when you're there than when you're watching at home. Are they allowing any national media ESPN guys that are covering stuff at the campus to call the games, or is everybody doing them off-site? No, they're there. They are? Yeah, they're all in their own little cubicle. Oh, they are, okay. Yeah, but they're there. All right. Yeah. Um, I thought it was great, man. Like, I got home from work about quarter quarter after 12 on Saturday, and I watched basketball until about 11 o'clock that night. Oh, my God. So it was basically like a March Madness day for me. Just constant. It was just constant, and there were a couple games going on at the same time that I could flick back and forth. That's good, um, you know. And with the Brewers not playing, it was it was something to watch. So I really enjoyed that. The games have been good. Um, there was a little bit of uh, a to do with the Jimmy Butler jersey thing. He he, you know how the guys are wearing yeah. messages on their jersey. Well, he didn't want to have anything on his jersey. He didn't want no name at all because his thing is when I'm not playing I'm just another person so he came out with a jersey with nothing on it the NBA made him change it um that was a little bit of a to-do I saw I, who uh, I, I don't give a shit you I wear whatever you want I saw on Twitter today who thought Metal World Peace would have been so far ahead of his time I know it was funny to see uh education reform Gordon Hayward have such a good game the other day for Boston <laughs> 
sure. Is that available yeah. somewhere? Can I get, can, can I get that jersey? Can we get well, that on the jersey? I was watching uh, the Nuggets the other day, and their their jersey, their last name is on the is on the small of their back, okay. below the number. So it said Millsap below his number, his last name, and on the top he had vote. And I thought vote. That's, I thought that's one of the great political billboards of all time. Vote, vote Millsap. Millsap. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that that is good. Vote Millsap. Right in, right in candidate, libertarian for the presidency. <laughs> <laughs> um, what did I? I was watching PTI today. I, I'm not plugged into the Zion thing. Kornheiser is one of these Zion nerds who is just all in. He's excited. There's a few of those. He, he's yeah. an old guy that is really excited about like one player, and that he's so polarizing that that's who he wants to watch. So he's obviously fired up when they say they held him back and they held him back and they lost and then they let him play and then they won. And so should we see more minutes? And it was just one of those things where it's like, guy, you just need to to relax. But I mean, they're 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 treating this guy like he's the next. Next big thing. So he's getting all this attention, but yet he really hasn't been on the court that much. No. Um, I mean, you and I have talked about it many times. Your greatest ability is availability. Yeah. And he has not been available for the Pelicans for most of the season. Um, he's a basketball player. He needs to play. He's fat. He's out. He's fat right now. <laughs> I mean, if you look at a picture of him at Duke and you look at a picture of him now, he's got to be 25 pounds heavier. So is any of it muscle no, or is it, doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't appear to be, it looks like a lot of flap McDonald's. I don't think he was doing okay. a lot during the quarantine. Right. Let's put it that way. Except eating. They're babying him because he's had, he, he's a weird, it's weird with Zion. I was talking to my buddy Warner about it the other night and it's like, he's really had nothing but drama around him since the day he kind of came on the scene last year at Duke till now, but it's not really, I don't blame him. Like, remember when he blew his shoe out? Oh, yeah. He didn't freak out. Everybody else freaked out. Shouldn't He shouldn't play anymore. So you have all that shit. And then um, you had some stuff with him. Uh, he got hurt early this year, and he didn't play right away, and everybody was flipping out about that. And now there's this um, this trial that he's going through where they're trying to prove that he took right, money. Yeah, His benefits. stepdad right. t- took benefits, and he's going through that. And now there's this with the playing time. It's just constant one thing after the other with him and I don't blame him he's 19 he's not creating this this is all the shit around him but it kind of reminds me a little bit of Blake Griffin when Blake Griffin came in um Zion I think has the potential to be a much better player but Griffin came in and he was like he was this power forward that you hadn't really seen before that was like unbelievable athlete can do all this stuff but he's always hurt so he's got something. He didn't play his whole rookie year. He sat out. And then they kind of babied him. And then he'd be hurt. And, and then, then he, he wasn't hurt. Knee out. Then he'd blow a knee out. Then he'd come back, and you couldn't really rely on him. And I'm fearful of that happening with Zion. And I think the Pelicans are too, and I think that's why they're managing him so much now. But at the same time, I think you kind of have to shit or get off the pot right now if you're the organization. Do you want to make the playoffs this year? Or do you want to protect your guy? I'm not sure that they're going to be able to do both because I think they're like two and a half games back of being able to get into that little that little qualifying tournament that they're doing. So they got to win. And I think they've already lost two or three games here. They've lost two and they've won one. Yeah, so they're, they're not doing great. Um, and they beat Memphis last night, who they're chasing. 
and Zion played more and played pretty well. So I don't know. I I, I guess it's going to be on the general manager, David Griffin, and how they're going to figure this out. Um, you know, do you want to take the chance to try to make the playoffs and get swept by the Lakers at a neutral site in Orlando? Right. Or do you want to protect him and then hope next year that you're a better team and you still make the playoffs next year and maybe get some home court? So As long as you put him on an elliptical between now and then. Yeah, you got to get him off the Barkley diet. <laughs> it's like when Barkley said Moses Malone, he asked Moses Malone why he doesn't play more, and Moses Malone just said to him, you're fat and lazy. <laughs> I mean, that, you know, I don't think Zion's lazy, but he is fat. That's great. He is fat. He's got to watch that. I mean, if you're struggling with that weight at 19, what are you going to be at 30? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that's one of those things. It's it's hard to hard to get that under control. Some some people are just big. I mean, I'm talking to the freaking choir here. <laughs> you know, some people are just big. You're never go. You are never going to be a Skinny, stick. thin person. I'm never going to be He's a just stick. Not even if I go and do a lifestyle change, I'm not going to drop 100. You pounds. could slim down, well, but you'd still be a monster person. Everybody could, but I'm they, my, my like. Buddy, what, what would you like if you if you got in like marathon shape? Oh my god! What would you be down to like 240? I was going to say probably maybe probably at the lowest 220. Yeah, and I don't even know. How I would look normal. You'd have to lose like me to get to that. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I don't even know how I'd fit in my body. Right. Minus that much weight. Be a lot. You'd I mean, be honestly. Like, you'd be like Jerry Nadler on the um in Congress. You'd have a lot of loose skin. And I, I don't know that I want that. I was no. talking to my teammate uh Paul at work the other day, who I mean, you know, to his to his credit, he admits like I've gained some weight since I've gotten married mm-hmm. and and become a two time dad. But it's like it gets to the point where you just kind of accept this is kind of how I'm going to be. Yeah. Unless I create a lifestyle change. I'm sorry. I live in Wisconsin. I like gravy. I like milk. I eat cheese. Piss off. I ain't stopping. And that's once you come to that realization, it's like, and he even said so. It's like, I, I, I don't know how we got to talk. I'm like, I cleaned out my closet this weekend. I just put a whole bunch of shit in a bag that is almost brand new, barely been, been worn. But it doesn't fit anymore. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I have the same five outfits that I just keep rotating because they're the only one that, ones that fit. And I'm like, I'm getting to that point where I don't care about my wardrobe and everything that I thought looked great when I was in my early to mid-30s, it doesn't fit anymore. And I don't want to lose 40 pounds just to go fit into that stuff because, like you said, I like all those things. You ever watch like a like a TV show or a movie and they'll make fun of like fat people in the Midwest or whatever, yeah. and it's all these, like, skinny East Coast or West Coast people. And I'm like, yeah, you eat your kale bread. That's cool. Avocado I, toast. I, you know how fucking good this shit is here? You know how good a brat is? You know how good a double cheeseburger at Culver's is? Do you is? even understand what a concrete malt is? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know that you can take little balls of cheese and throw them in a deep fryer? You know how good cheap fried cheese curds Dude, are. You ever had a deep fried Snickers? No. Yeah, you have to change your pants. Not from pooping. It's amazing. It's the greatest no, thing ever. Really? I think I had it at the Walworth it's, County it's Fair. It's got to be a fair food. It's yeah. so good. Really? Yeah. Deep fried Snickers. All right. I'm going to put that on my list. Then. Yeah. All right. Let's. Uh, that, that was a good deviation. Yeah. Let's get back to the. Uh, all right. Anything I'm very else? passionate about us being fat. That's you know? fine. I'm <laughs> totally fine with that. That's, that's totally good. Bought and paid for. Um. 
a couple of other notes, I guess, from the from the NBA, and, and you you would obviously have been watching. The benches have been into oh, it. Yeah, it's and, been great. And you've heard of this a little, and since we've already cleared baseball, you heard a little bit of this about baseball too, where you hear the chirping now, and you hit, it, it honestly, for a minute, I thought I was watching a girls' high school softball game. It was a little weird, wasn't it? Because there was a hey, you, you, hey, yeah, hey, and, and somebody threw a strike, and they'd be like, "Hey!" Or like <laughs> right. the guy would foul off five in a row, it's and all this shit you, get you them, don't hear, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, and I thought I was like, "Okay, there's a little liveliness that you wouldn't know. Maybe they don't do that when there's crowds around. Maybe now that there's nobody there, they are a little more expressive." I, I think they do it. I just don't think you can hear it. Is it? I mean, it's like that in the NBA yeah. now because you can hear all that stuff and uh, you know maybe uh I, I don't like the fact and i know they do it for money it's just wrong to me that some of the broadcasters for the nba have been booted up into the mezzanine so that now they can put fans next to the bench mm-hmm. that's wrong to me mm-hmm. i get why they want to do it it's a fan experience it's probably very lucrative for them but to me, it's just like, let the players worry about the game. You don't want to be sitting next to Joe Schmo with his kid who just paid $3,000 to sit here and just so you can sit next to an NBA guy. Like, let them worry about the game. All these people should be back in the normal stands. Maybe I'm wrong. No, I'm with you. I, I, I don't know. But now with these lack of people around, do you think that that's a, that's a better environment for the game? Well, let me start with the benches. They've been great. They've been hilarious, okay. actually. Like... Uh, Van Gundy commented on it in the Buck game the other night. Somebody hit a three, and Robin Lopez ran from, like, the corner of the gym all the way down the sideline to half court with, like, sipping his tea that he does when somebody hits a three, waving a towel. And it's like, the dude's played four minutes, and he's just loving it, and he's into Mm -hmm. the game. I mean, that's cool. You see Giannis's brothers always up talking and cheering and Connaughton, and, and I've seen it with other teams. So that's very cool, and... um. I give those guys credit for understanding, like, you know, hey, man, you know, we got to bring it a little bit for the guys that are playing. We got to bring a little bit of excitement. As far as the, the seating and stuff goes, I'll be interested to see if anything changes going forward. Um, I don't know if the seating on the sidelines will change much, but. I'm fine they with need, the ends they, of they, the floor. They need to clear out the ends of the floor. Oh, oh they do. Okay. I, I, I think so. Um, I've sat in those, and the, they're they're awesome. Well, they are, and but like you're too close, and and then usually you know I think at like the Fiserv they've got like two rows under the basket yes. there, but then in front of them is like another row of media. For, correct. Like those people all need to go, and you've seen it a little bit in some of these games. Guys are a lot more willing to go hard to the hoop towards the baseline because they know they're not going to get hurt. You're not going to land on anybody. You're not going to step on any ankles. Um, all you have to worry is the basket support, which is a, very easy to navigate. How far is the wall at the at, at the? It's animal? a ways. How much far the past? It's okay. a ways. Okay. So that that has been an interesting development, and it you've seen it kind of show up in games a little bit. Um, you have seen more guys stepping out of bounds on three pointers in the corner, and I heard Kyle Korver say like. Yeah, my depth perception over there is a little right, weird. Right, because everybody's I'm gone. To, I'm used to having people like on my back. Right. And that was almost like a barrier that you know where, you, where sure. your feet no, are. Absolutely, so I get it. that's happened to a couple guys. But the other thing that I'm curious about going forward is what happens with the media? What happens with game day media going forward? Because I think what this is showing is um, – 
We don't really need we don't need between quarter interviews in basketball. It's no. the most worthless shit ever. Budenholzer has basically turned into Popovich and gives you complete nothing answers because he doesn't want to do it, and yeah. I don't blame him. They're dumb. Um, those could go away. I don't really need Lisa Salters with a fucking seven foot boom mic asking a stupid question of Billy Donovan in the between the third and the fourth quarter. Like he's not going to say anything. Get rid of it. Um, the media in the locker room after the game, they're fine without it. Everybody gets their story, right? Like I don't like that. I could see that going away. I was thinking about this from an NFL perspective. Because you, I mean, you put it in the NBA section, but I, because training camp has started for Green Bay, and and I've been in that locker room for training camp after practice and media availability, and basically everybody's at their locker. You can go up to whoever you want to, aside from Rogers, and basically people can ask questions and you can say thanks and be on your way. The problem now that you have is you have select people getting Zoom calls. And you, you, if somebody wants to do a feature story on the draft pick that probably isn't going to play that much, but you just want to do a feature on him, that person's not going to be likely available for you. So you're going to have to run with everybody else and just get the mainstream guys. And that's a little bit difficult from a media perspective because some guys just want the stories. They want a little background on guys that aren't featured because... You need to profile somebody else than Aaron Rodgers or Aaron Jones or Devontae Adams, you know, just taking from the Packers' perspective. So I don't know that it's feasible for people to do their jobs to the best of their ability. I don't disagree with you that it might be a better choice for safety protocols. Yeah, I just, like, do you need, do you need to get that story about the undrafted rookie while he's sitting there in his towel? Can't you wait till he gets dressed and, and walks out of the locker room and you can talk to him in the hallway? If or, you want to do that. You know, and- I mean, I just I, I was watching a, one of the the last dances on Netflix now, and I was just watching uh, one of the episodes the other day. And, like, they showed Jordan at his locker. There was They were, like, 10 deep. Yeah. Like, that's ridiculous. Like, I'm sure it's that way for LeBron. I'm sure it's that way for Giannis. I mean, like, you know. If Velasquez is there and Lori Nichols there and somebody else from the Journal Sentinels there and they got another guy State there and, and Sophia's in there from FS, like do we all do we need all those people? They're all going to write the same story. See, it and, might be worded slightly differently, but it's the same story. And that's the that's the thing too. It's like for for people that have those press conferences, I'm pretty sure you can get uh, and. Uh, Locker room stuff's not available, but if you have press conferences with players, they will give you the transcripts. So you don't even have to physically talk to somebody mm-hmm. if you don't want. Right. You can get the quotes at your desk via email. Well, right. If 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 our buddy Bear wants to write an article about Devontae Adams, he's not driving to Green Bay to do it. He'll, a, he'll he, ask somebody for, for, for the quotes of his last exa- press conference. Exactly. And that's community stuff that anybody can use. It's not like... He said it just to John Barry. He right. said it to everybody. But you and I both know at the end of the day with this, it'll have to be collectively bargained, and it'll have to be part of the television yes. and, and media deals because if the NBA or the NFL goes to ESPN or whoever and says, okay, we we'll want to sign a contract with you, but we're going to restrict your access, mm-hmm. they're going to go, no, 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 no. <laughs> we're not going to pay you $25 billion. Right. So we and then not be and, able to and, interview you guys. Right. And, and at the end of the day, I think the leagues themselves 
want of course want that because it's more it's exposure. exposure. It's the it's it's the you know it's the circus animals. It's the players that don't like it. It's how because you, they're treated like circus animals. Right, but it's how you market. It's how you get faces mm-hmm. and names out there. It's it's basically how you get your. It's one other way that you get your product but, out if it's not on the field. But look, you know, I'm a sports media sports consumer. Sports. Yeah, I watch stuff. I read stuff. I listen to stuff. I haven't. I haven't missed anything because right. of the lack of access that the reporters right. have right now. If you, if you say, well, I wasn't privy to that because I wasn't in the locker room, mm-hmm. it'll eventually get out. Yes. I mean, some somebody will say something. Maybe or... maybe Hardercourt can't tweet two minutes after the game. Maybe it's 12 minutes after yeah, the game. Yeah, but you know how it is nowadays. Well, you you got to announce NFL draft picks before the fucking commissioner gets to the podium. I know. you got to be the first guy to do it. First and wrong is still first. Oh my God. All right. <laughs> That's basketball. Let's move quickly to the NFL. We're uh, closing in on the hour mark here in about uh, 11 or 12 minutes. Um, I've been waiting for this part. I'm sure. I, well, I, sure. I want to hear what you uh, what your philosophy and I'm, I'm and surprised you are. haven't texted me just to give me a, a little, you know, whatever. I would have said save it for the podcast. But um, players are opting out. You've had a couple of guys on the Bears. You've had yeah some guy they signed I don't even know yeah, who it I is know. I I read that this morning <laughs> I'm like nobody plays special teams yeah really integral for the success of of Chicago um, Devin Funchess the, the, their lone receiver that they signed or acquired in the off season for the Packers he's out I was really sad to hear um, that because of that John Barry canceled his Super Bowl credentials this year Stop because. It. He was all set to go. Didn't you read John's article? No, yeah, I he didn't. said it in his article. Really? Canceled his uh, credentials for the Super Bowl because no funch is no Super Bowl for the pack. <laughs> it's all right. His dolphins. I almost are, got through it without laughing. His dolphins are looking up and up. Oh, yeah. um, Rogers was interviewed yesterday, and he basically said, and he was bombarded right at the outset by Jordan Love. They pay. What is your future? What do you think? How much time do you have? When are you going to move on? When do they they say you they want you here long term? What are, does that mean? Are you talking the Kyle Brandt interview? No, I'm not. Okay. That that okay. podcast was last week, uh, yep. I think. Yep. But I mean the 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 Green Bay Packer media bombarded okay. him with all these questions yesterday because it was the first player availability uh, for Zoom of, of of training camp, and he basically at the end, and I don't know how long it lasted. He basically made it seem like, according to uh, Rob Domofsky. I don't really want to talk about this shit anymore. Like, there, it's done. There's nothing else we can say until either they play that guy or I'm gone. Like, I don't know how many different answers you want me to give to this same thing. And I don't blame him. I don't blame him at all because this dude's trying to get ready for a season amid a whole bunch of chaos. And you've got guys wondering, well, how long are you going to be in Green Bay? I don't know. What else are you supposed to say other than I'm going to play out my contract and I hope to retire here? And and this yeah. is one of the times and 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 you've railed against media guys um, for specific teams and say they 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 do poorly. This is one where I'd be like, can you guys just stop? Mm-hmm. Just stop. And I don't know how well I'd be liked in the media core if I was in there and I'd be looking around like, what the hell is wrong with you? Like, what what are you expecting from that? Yeah, I don't, I don't get I don't get what the media wants. What what they're hoping that he's going to say. Right. The guy already said he was shocked, said maybe he was a little disappointed because he came to grips with the fact that he might not play out his contract. That, to me, is the most reasonable answer you can probably expect. Well, and, and this is why, 
what we've seen here the last two weeks is what we're going to see for the foreseeable future of the Packer franchise. And this is why I said, and you said, this was such a terrible pick. You have put Aaron Rodgers in such a terrible position that he has to stand there and answer questions about something that he wasn't even involved in. He wasn't involved in that any of that decision-making. He didn't want another quarterback, obviously. So now he's the one that has to stand out there and answer this shit all the time? Not Gutekunst, right. the guy that actually made the pick, that can go hide in his office? You know, that that's bullshit. And... Um, this is gonna. This is going to affect the Packers. That's what I think. You know, and and Lafleur comes out. I think it was yesterday, and said basically like, Aaron Rodgers is going to be here for a long time. We hope he's here. For we a hope long he's here time. for a long time. Yeah. Well, Define you just that. signed him to an extension that kicks in this year. Well, then why'd you draft a quarterback? And it runs concurrent. To Love's deal, right? So, so he, even if he plays that out, they're up at the same time. So well, but then now, now you have to ask the question: Is Lafleur on board with Love? Did, was he on board with the pick? Sounds like he's is, enamored, or with or, or is he trying to untie himself from this kid because he's seeing the reaction now of like maybe this was a bad maybe idea. this was a fucking stupid thing to do. Maybe we should have just drafted a receiver. Because you look around and, and you're, you know, I know you hate him, but your boy Cowherd was talking about <laughs> the other teams in the NFC the other day. And he's like, every playoff team in that conference got better but Green Bay. They did not get better. Um, and you had an opportunity. I mean, Rogers talked about that Jefferson kid from LSU and the Ayuk from uh, Arizona State as wide receivers that he really liked. You had an opportunity to go get those guys. Um, and, and he even said, you know, this isn't the same as when the Packers drafted him in 04. He slid in the draft, and he fell in their lap. They reached. They traded up. Right. Yep. They wanted Went love. to go get. So if you're Rodgers, you know, I, I know people have laughed because I think Kyle Brand asked him how he would look in a Bear uniform, and Rodgers didn't really answer. He just kind of chuckled. But for, forget the Bears. I mean, Peyton Manning ended as a Bronco. Brady's in Tampa. Phil Rivers is a Colt. Um, Favre ended up being a Jet and a Viking. Aaron Rodgers playing for one or two more teams after after maybe this year. Very realistic. Would not be a surprise. Nope. nope. Because I think that he's still good enough as a player and, and still is – highly thought of around the league that I think I don't think anybody would have a problem taking on that money even at his age no. and even with a slight decline it, it's not like he, he's by no means falling off a cliff no, but, but there's been a little bit of a decline in play if you're if you're but one he's of still a top five guy that's what I mean if you're one of these teams that has struggled finding a quarterback and you need to bridge a gap do you just pay him a boatload of money and say, come play for us and we'll see how many games we can win? If if you're the Chargers and you get this Justin Herbert kid into camp and you and he starts playing and you go, oh, no. We can't play him right now. And we're looking around and we've got Tyrod Taylor as the guy, is <laughs> the incumbent, right. and, and all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute. We've got everything else on this team but the quarterback. Let's trade one of what our want? one of our glut of D linemen and a couple of picks and see if we can snag Rodgers. I mean, what if the Packers go 
let's just say they have a 16 game season and the Packers go nine and seven, ten and six, and losing the wild card. That would be the time to trade him. Chances are, and I, I was thinking about this today because I knew it was going to get asked. Are your chances, and you can you can go do the Brady thing, but the Brady Belichick thing is an anomaly. Mm-hmm. You, you can't compare anything, no. and you can't no. expect that type of um, copycat sort of situation for right. a team with an aging quarterback. It's, a, it's an anomaly in all of sport. Really, well, I mean, really, it's just is. crazy. You would have to think that as as Rodgers, you've seen his stats, you've seen his more conservative approach to the game, not pressing the issue, still putting up good numbers, but he's he's not as dominant as he was. Mm -hmm. You would think that the NFC Championship last year, and yeah, maybe they have chances to go to the playoffs, but you'd think that those chances start incrementally decreasing as he gets older. And I was reading a little bit about his salary cap implication for his contract today, They'd start to save money after the following season, but it would be it would be fairly small. After his second year of that contract is when you really probably start seeing mm-hmm. that money, so that might be a realistic. But, I mean, do you really think that you stand a better chance? I, I mean, you can't say that you stand a better chance with Jordan Love in two or three years if Rodgers starts to go down, but at the same time, you can't grade the pick even right now until a couple of years and you see what at least the kid's capable of. People yeah. are saying that it's a bad pick. From a football perspective on field, you don't you can't answer that right now. That's Not why yet. that's why right. drafts are regraded yeah. five years down the line. For sure. And you might even need to regrade this one ten years down the line. Because if the guy turns out to be a, a future Hall of Famer, Maybe they made the right pick because Rodgers is now on the downside and probably is not going to get you back to the Super Bowl in the next four years of that contract. It's it's just a reality. Mm-hmm. So then, okay, maybe then in two years you do say whatever and we'll we'll take maybe a, a lump or two of a season with this kid and then we'll see what we... I, I don't know. It, it, it's a bad pick because it wasn't the right guy to take. Not at, the, at that at time, time, it wasn't for sure. You know, no that, way. That's the problem. Yep. And, and, you know, what did I hear the other day? Since 2000, or what was it like? Since like 2004, there's been like 30-some kids picked in the first round as a quarterback, and they've all played by year two. The only one that didn't was Rodgers. Right. Yeah. And that was because he was behind Favre. But I mean, the I don't know. As a as an outsider looking in, it was an incredibly arrogant pick, in my opinion, because what you're saying is, we can develop quarterbacks all day. Right. We had Favre, then we got Rodgers. Now it's this guy. This kid will hold a clipboard he'll and, and he'll come in and it'll be fine. I think that's incredibly arrogant, and I think it's incredibly disrespectful for the second time to one of the top. Five, eight, ten, wherever you want to rank quarterbacks of all time, they did it to Favre. They're doing it, and they're the, Rodgers is going to get traded. It's going to happen. The it's old, a matter of when, but it's going to happen. He is not. He will not play all four years of this contract. It's not going to happen. It's just a shame that it's going to be a second straight messy divorce with a Packers Hall of Famer and a Pro Football Hall of Famer. I think it'll be a little less messy. Of course it will, because Favre, they basically said, we're tired of this shit. Yes. Get the hell out of here. Yeah. We, we got this kid that we like, 
and you just saying, well, maybe, well, maybe not. And, and he did that to him for a couple of years until they finally said, we've been waiting to play this kid, but we've given you the opportunity. We've waited for you. We're kind of tired. We want your decision. Oh, you don't have one yet? Fine. We'll make it for you. Leave. Now it's uh, we've had this plan in place. We took the kid. We let you play a couple of years, but it's time now that we feel to move on to this kid. So we are going to let you keep playing somewhere else by essentially just getting rid of you. It sucks that they're getting rid of both of these guys. It's just under different circumstances. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it, it seems less pissy. But like you said, I think that's a good word. It just seems more arrogant. It is. It's kind of it's it's organizational arrogance. That's really what it is. Um, and you know what? Whatever. I mean, it's you know, you guys are running the team. At the end of the day, if this kid's a flop and you don't win, if you don't win a Super Bowl in the next three years with Rodgers, and then you get rid of him, and this kid's no good, Gutekis won't have a job, and neither will Lafleur. And they'll have some other people in there running the show answering to old Pockface Murphy. So that's just that's just life in, in pro well, sports. For for as many as for as long as some of these coaches and general managers stick around for making boneheaded picks and stupid moves, I would be wondering if neither of them will have a job. If no. if, if they both it still is true. Do. The Packers are, are not a team that, that gets rid of guys super quick right. uh, unless your name's Ray Rhodes. No shit. That was a one and dunner. But, yeah, a 500, you're terrible. Get out of here. But it's weird, man. Like, you know, as somebody who's never had a quarterback, <laughs> and to watch That's the right. Packers not only have two great ones, but, and then, then, but then treat them like shit. Piss on them both, yeah. It's kind of like, right. man, that hurts. That uh, hurts. All right, so I don't know how many times we're going to try to keep reviving this thing. I really don't. I mean, people were texting me, hey, did you see The Rock bought the XFL? It's one of those things where I don't care. Like, you had a first run. Nobody cared. You had a second run. Would they have finished the season if not for Corona Mania and there would have been their second season? I don't know. I doubt it. Didn't sound good. So now what makes you think that you're going to be able to make this work in the things that you do? And they even did things, in my opinion, Better the second time. Oh yes, they made. They tried to make the. They tried to make it football. Yeah, they tried to make. You know, they tried to get quality players and do away with the gimmick stuff and all that. They tried to give you real football, and it still wasn't really doing it. Well, it'll be interesting to see. First of all, he bought it for fifteen million. That's it. Which that's not done because apparently the creditors are saying that ain't going to cover our cost to pay us. I was going to say that ain't nothing. Right, and they're like, hold up. So this deal isn't done. Right. It, I mean, it's still got to be approved by bankruptcy court. It'll, but It'll be very interesting to see how involved The Rock is. He said he's going to be involved. Well, that'll be what interesting he because he did play football, so he knows the sport. Um, and he also and he, know, I said this this morning. He knows about entertainment. He does. And he, he gives... He gives it a certain credibility that mm-hmm. it was lacking with Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon, you know, for... For all of the the successes that he's had in in with the WWE, he's still looked at as a carnival barker. I was just gonna say he's a circus act. Yes, and and when when he came out the first time and he said Vince McMahon in football, mm-hmm. that's gonna be a clown show. If you've ever if you know anything about Vince McMahon, the man, he knows nothing about sports. Nothing. Just knows about entertainment. He just knows about entertainment. He knows how to put on a television show. show. That's right. So I think removing him and bringing, replacing him with The Rock and the 
what I would suspect the Hollywood level people in the production entertainment part of the business that he will bring with him in, in him and his wife that run their, their seven buck production corporation that, that they're making all these movies where the rocks a freaking gazillionaire. Now, I don't think the rock at this point in his career would attach himself to something that he wasn't going to put everything into and really, really try to make it work. Mm-hmm. And I think the fact that he did play football, he loves football. I think that's a, a big help too. Where like, you know, Vince McMahon and Oliver Luck, the hell do those two guys have in common? One Nothing. handles the entertainment, one handles the football. 100%. Where at least now, whoever ends up being the commissioner, The Rock at least knows what the hell's going on in the game. Right. He can look at the commission and be like, I know a little bit about a little bit, so maybe we should talk about right. this. Like if, we, you know, if they come up with some gimmick and right. The Rock can be like, okay, that, that's not working. We, we can't do that. That's right. not football. So, I don't know. I mean... I don't have much. I don't have high hopes. No, I don't um, think anybody does. I, I still think that you and I hit it on the head a year ago or more when the came out that this was going to happen the last time. I just don't think a second football league in this country can work. Super Bowl's done. People check out. Mm-hmm. They're into spring training. Yep. They're anxious for baseball. Whether spring training, March Madness, NBA playoffs, hockey playoffs, sports, golf. Yes. There's just too much. Sports fans have enough, and whether they all go their separate ways to their separate sports, yep. the football fan base disintegrates well, and then like, for, the, for the next five or six months. And then every fourth year, throw in a, a month of an Olympic right. year. That's right. It, it's just too hard. There's no time. And you're right. Once football, once the Super Bowl ends... For the for everybody that's not a diehard football fan, that's like ninety eight point nine percent of the women in this country don't want to see another football game until freaking August <laughs> after the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Their, yeah, oh yeah, their husbands right. or their boyfriends or whatever have been watching oh, we twenty get, straight weeks of this shit. We get our weekends back now. Yes, fantastic for sure. Like it's like okay, the summer's here. We can do stuff. Right. Oh no, honey, I gotta stay home and watch the, the ex- Las Vegas Ramblers against the. North Dakota poontangs. I mean, like, what? what is happening here? <laughs> I hope that's considered, oh, my God, that The Rock dropped that all the time. That would be so great. <laughs> I might have tears in my the, eyes. The North Dakota poontangs. The poontang pies. I can't, I can't put that as the title of the podcast. <laughs> I'm crying. Oh, my God, is that so great. I haven't heard that in so long. Well, I got inspiration. We were watching SummerSlam oh, 92 before... We came in to record. That was funny. That, and that's something that I also said said this morning. It's like, I hope that they really treat this like minor league baseball. I hope that they can find some sort of a community sort of, you know, mascot or driving force when they name these teams and not come out with just something stupid. You know, it, it would almost be better for the league, and it'll never happen because I don't think it financially good work but like get out of these major markets you know put a put a team in like Des Moines Iowa or a, a or, state that's devoid of any professional right. sport put, put a team in like Billings Montana because you know people in Montana love football I guarantee right. they do and they'd be like what they'd we be have, like holy shit we have a professional football team we here have a team now we can go right. watch these guys right. eight times a year let's do it yeah but instead they want to go to the you know you can't have a team in LA Chicago. They can't it's even like, draw the NFL. No, they don't want to go. They, they so don't, they don't no. want a minor league, you know, this this little sidebar league yeah. or anything like that. But, I, yeah, 
What did you? Who are they? The, the North North, North Dakota Poontangs. The two Poontang pies. Yes. Oh it's man! Just, it's the mascot is just pie. So it's gr- a slice of pie <laughs> with a landing strip right down oh the middle. My God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, We've officially even, gone off the rails. Do we here. even want to talk about college football? I think we should just end there. But let's let's. <laughs> oh my God! Let's just do one more. Uh. Um. The Pac-12 players have apparently banded together, and I don't know how they could, could all get in a Zoom call together to say, we're all doing this. But they've essentially sent all the universities of the Pac-12 saying, unless you do this, 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 and this, we're not playing. Would this be going on right now if corona was not happening? No. No. Even if the social injustice stuff was still going, racial inequality, all those things were still existing, but and everything was on track to go, but Corona wasn't here. No, it wouldn't be happening. I mean, they might still be sending the letter, but the NCAA wouldn't do anything uh, because they don't have to. No, they don't. I think what I think we are starting to see the cracks and the beginning of an uh, what might end up being a mass exodus from the NCAA by the Power Five, um, at least at the football level. I don't know. You know, I, I'm not super well-versed in all the collegiate stuff, but I don't know if your football program can say we're out of the NCAA, but your basketball program can stay in. I don't know how that works. I don't know if the NCAA would even allow you in with one, if not the other. But I think for football, it's getting to the point where the NCAA, it's it's such a mess with football, at least with basketball. You have a, you have a tournament. Mm-hmm. The, the the people that run the NCA have nothing nothing to do no say whatsoever in anything that goes on in terms of who wins and loses. So I think that in football they still kind of got their finger in the pie a little bit, and I don't think these conferences like it. And there's so much money; these conferences all got their own TV networks now. What do they really need the NCAA for other than? The championship. The, the college football the, the, that, That's basically that's it. it. So I wouldn't be shocked if we saw a little bit more of this going on with some of these bigger teams in the, in the bigger conferences. Um, and right now, if you're going to shoot your shot, if you're these kids, now's the, now's time. the time to do it. Yeah. Because I think in six months when the uh, election is over and everything calms down, and there's probably some form of a vaccine, hopefully. If it does. And the social justice thing will just, it's like, it'll be like every other movement in the history of the world. It will run its course, and eventually things will go back to somewhat normal. Um, and when that happens, like, your time to bitch is over. Like, it's time to put up, shut up, play. We're paying for your school. If you don't want to play by our rules, then we're not paying for your school. So... All right, we will see how uh, that unfolds. Meanwhile, we're still waiting on word from the Big Ten because Northwestern just had to shut down its, oh, really? its camp, and they, they last practiced on Friday. One player or, or coach got tested positive. They're isolating. So that, I mean, we've had, what, Michigan State, Rutgers. I think Michigan shut down early. Iowa, I think, also was in there. So it's like it's run through half of the conference, and the Big Ten has still not said when they can go and open up officially. Uh, Wisconsin's camp is supposed to open up on Thursday. So they're kind of waiting for the word from the Big Ten to be like, yep, go ahead, be, be my guest. But until then, they're still waiting on, they're still waiting on stuff. 
And I don't know when that's going to happen. All right? You look yeah, deep I'm, in thought. I'm, I am. I'm thinking about t-shirts. Like, do you think we can have, like, a, a, a mask? We should. We need, like, a podcast mascot. We Our mascot could be the pie with the landing strip. Intentional gonna, foul poontang pie. I'm going to... I'm going to text my buddy Jake, who runs his own t-shirt business, and he can graphic design, uh, and I will see what he comes up with. Well, I'm not taking it to our marketing you know, guy. You know he he loves wrestling, so he'll know yes. exactly what the what the pie's all about. I'm not taking it to our <laughs> to our guy who designed our Intentional Foul logo at work. If I describe what I want from him, he'll look at me and be like, what? Yeah, no, no. We, well, I mean, it's not like we're going to sell them or don't, anything. Don't but. do that on company time no. on, your, on your computer. You'll have IT up there. What did you just Google? Yeah, never mind. That is... We're looking for kinds of pies. That is the intentional foul for this week. Wow, what a spirit. <laughs> now we get to go in and watch the end of SummerSlam Summer 92. 92. And Brewers and White Sox. Savage and Warrior versus the Nasty Boys. That's, that's not bad. Not bad. That's not bad. All right. Thank you for listening, downloading, subscribing. Tell your friends. Uh, we may be back next week. We make two weeks off. We'll just take we it may, as it comes. We come. may have to cancel ourselves after all this pie talk. <laughs> cancel culture is rampant right now. I might cancel myself. I'm Josh. I'm out. I'm Dan. I gotta go. <laughs> Thank you for listening, and we will talk to you next time. Go Bucks. Go Brewers.